Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing this uh, first midweek of the season? Is it, Peter? The first it... midweek of the season? I think it is, isn't it? Oh, crazy. Well, it's all Amazon week, isn't it? If I've had enough of Amazon the other week with Blooming Black Friday, which is like more like a, about Black Month in terms of the duration of time it goes on for. Well, I have to be honest, Peter, I'm a little bit hangry this evening. I've not had my tea. Tesco's were late in delivering it. So I feel like firing off on the long run on some of these teams and some of these, well, I think there's some strange bookmaker pricing or maybe initially some strange bookmaker pricing this week. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, you know, um We'll go back last week. Uh, you know, we might as well have a look at the weekend gone. Uh, the Man City Spurs game, that was un- unbelievable, wasn't it? Crazy. I mean, I said in the preview that I didn't think there was any way in which Tottenham could suppress City and that, you know, they'd create plenty of chances. But I didn't really envisage Spurs scoring three themselves. Crazy game. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. In fact, last weekend, last week there was a couple of good games. Uh, the Galatasaray Manchester United when we look and, back and that. over the last few few Super Sundays, that Chelsea game, the other yes, week, the yeah. other week against Man City four all yesterday three three. Some, some incredible games of late. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah, and I think to be quite honest, I think it's going to end up. You know, it's going to be a very close season, isn't it? I think I think it really could go down to the wire, and I think there could be a few clubs involved here by the looks of it. Well, yeah, and I'll be honest, I keep going on about how I'm not convinced Liverpool are as good as they have been. Um, but you look at the league table, they're up there, they're winning games, they're coming back like they did yesterday, 3-2 down going into the 87th, 88th minute, end up winning the game 4-3. So there's a lot of resiliency there in that Liverpool squad. Yeah, could be a three-horse race, Peter. Who knows? Maybe even four. Yep. Right, let's start with tomorrow evening's game or... or... You know, when this gets published, I, I assume this is going to be published first thing uh, Tuesday morning. So tonight's match, uh, Wolves against Burnley. Um, the handicap's minus half a goal. Recent head-to-heads have been mixed. Wolves have won one. Burnley have won one. There's been two draws. When minus half a goal, Wolves' record reads 1-4, drawn three, lost three, come off a 2-1 defeat away at Arsenal. Uh, Burnley, when they're plus half a goal, 1-3, drawn five, lost two. So a good, good record when they're plus half a goal. Coming off a, an excellent five. 5-0 victory at home to Sheffield United. Three or more goals have been seen in Wolves' last six matches. Minus half a goal over the past 10 seasons or so. 292 matches, 144 home, 148 away. Very small value Wolves, my rating suggesting. Well, I'm going to take Wolves, Peter, here. Um, straight out the gate, this is a bet that I'm going to make. Um, they come into this game on the back of quite a strange 2-1 defeat at Arsenal. Now, don't tell anyone, Peter. Don't grass me up to the local constabulary. But I have got one, one of those dodgy sticks, as the uh, yeah. as the people talk about. Yeah. And, I, and I watched Arsenal Wolves. Or, well, I say I watched it. I watched the first 15, 20 minutes. Wolves were dead and buried within the opening sort of 15 minutes. Yet, they were still right in it at the end. And I said in the run-up to that game that I thought they'd cause Arsenal some problems and they cashed on the plus one and a half goal line. And this match line has moved from minus three quarters to minus a half. And I think much of it is on the back of the fact that Burnley hammered that shambolic Sheffield United side 5-0 and they played half of the game with 10 men. If you look at Wolves' home record this season, Pete, they've gone 2-2-2. Two, two and two. 
won two, drawn two, lost two. But if you drill down into who they've played, Jesus Christ, they've been given a horrendous start. They've beaten Spurs and Man City. They've drawn against Newcastle and Villa. And they've lost to Liverpool and Brighton. They've not played a team yet at home this season who are in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. yeah. Yet they've lost just twice. I think there's too much love for Burnley based on that 5-0 win against Sheffield United. The slate is wiped clean going into this game. I like Wolves here, Pete, minus half a goal. I'm going to take it on the uh, odds one of my selections. Yeah. Uh, second game uh, tomorrow evening. Just just to let people know, these are strange kickoff times. Like the Wolves game is 7.30, Luton game's 8.15, obviously. Oh, 7.30 kickoff is like going back to the early 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, yes, they're, they're, they're obviously trying to make, you know, get as many viewers as they can over the platform over a few days, aren't they? Yes, definitely. Yeah, Luton, Arsenal. Uh, well, Luton have got a tough week, actually. They've got Arsenal tomorrow night and then Saturday they've got Man City. So, you know, it's a tough week for them. But uh, this match, they're plus one and three quarters. Luton have never been plus one and three quarters at home and Arsenal haven't been minus one and three quarters away, you know, looking at my records. Uh, Luton come off a 3-1 defeat away at Brentford and Arsenal coming off that 2-1 victory at home to Wolves. Arsenal have only lost one of the last 15, obviously top of the table, looking good. Plus one and three quarters, 16 matches, eight times the home side have covered it. Uh, three half wins for the away side, five wins for the away side. So it's Eight plays six and a half. My rate is suggesting value Luton. That doesn't surprise me, Pete, in terms of the way historically your ratings like the dogs in games. Um, only 30% of games when newly promoted sides who finish in the bottom six take on top six sides. Only 30% of games see the wayside win by three clear goals. And we are in a compressed work week in terms of Premier League action. Arsenal played Saturday, played Tuesday. I'm not 100% sure when they play at the weekend. But this is one of those games where they might just overlook a little bit in terms of their preparation. And it's a tight, compact ground kennel that's road. It's going to be a free hit for Luton, a, a bit like when they played Liverpool on bonfire night. And that was hell of a game in terms of the crowd getting into it. I think this is good, probably going to... This game's going to go one or two ways, Pete. It's going to be a really comfortable Arsenal victory or it's going to be a right nail-biter for them. I think of the two, bearing in mind this game's sandwiched in between two more difficult fixtures for Arsenal, I'll take uh, I'll take Luton for the purposes of the podcast, plus one and three quarters, Pete. Yeah, I, I just can't see... I just can't see Arsenal winning by three goals on this, you know. I just, just don't see it. Well, it's just, it's just a very difficult place to go and they're very well organised, Luton. So they'll slow the game down. The home crowd will get into it. And yes, Arsenal are, are doing very well, but I was a little bit disappointed with them at the weekend in terms of when I turned off, when they were 2-0 up against Wolves, I expected the game to finish 4-5-0. Yeah. They, they allow teams to stay in games, Arsenal. So when you're giving up one and three-quarter goals on the handicap line... Like you say, it's very difficult to suggest them winning by three clear goals. Brighton, uh, Brentford next, and that's this is on the, moving on to the Wednesday. Uh, Reese Netheads, Brighton have won one. There's been one draw. Brentford one naught. Minus half a goal. The handicap here. Brighton when they're minus half a goal, not a great record. One two drawn five lost one. They come off a three two defeat away at Chelsea. Disappointing result that for Brighton. 
Chelsea down to 10 men. Brentford, plus half a goal, 1-3, drawn four, lost two. So not a bad record there from Brentford. Come off a 3-1 victory home to Luton. Minus half a goal, 292 matches, 144 home, 148 away. It's very small value, Brentford, Marais is suggesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to sort of put that on, though. Well, I think there'd have been a bit more value in your ratings, Pete, if that plus three quarters of a goal line had held where it opened. Yeah. And my actual sort of um, first few lines in my sort of notes here is that Brentford are a very solid side. So should there be over half a goal underdogs to any side by the real elite of this league? And I think the answer is no. And that's why this line has trended down to a half. And it's interesting to me here that this is the first time I think I can remember, and I don't really chart this sort of information, I probably should, that a Brighton goal line has trended down. This goal line opened at three. It's now just two and three quarters. Well, since Roberto De Zerbi took over at the Amex, Brighton home games have gone 12 and 11 to the over three and a half goals. Wow. There's lots of goals historically in Brighton games on home soil this game this fixture last season ended three apiece i like a bit of the over here pete from the uh for the purposes of the podcast i think it's very rare that you see a, a dour low score in brighton game and we all know that thomas frank is very tactically astute and normally finds a way to his side to exploit the opposition's weaknesses and for all of the good things about Brighton, we know they leave them ex- themselves exposed. So, yeah, I think it's going to be really open with lots of goals in it. Here's another strange, well, strange uh, line, in my opinion. Crystal Palace against Bournemouth. Uh, recent heads, Palace won three. There's been two draws. Bournemouth won one. Minus a quarter goals, the line. Uh, when minus a quarter, Palace's record reads, it's not bad. One five, drawn three, lost two. Come for one old draw away at West Ham. Bournemouth, when they're plus a quarter, they have got a good record away from her, actually, plus a quarter. One six, drawn one, lost three. I couldn't believe that when I one six, drawn one, lost three. Go off a two old draw at home to Villa. Three, a bit unlucky there, they didn't they didn't win that. But anyway, three or more goals have been seen in eight of Bournemouth's last nine matches, so plenty of goals in their games. Minus a quarter of goal, 579 matches, 238 home, 173 half loss, 168 loss. So that makes 238. Play two five four and a half, so there is leaning to there to the wayside. Very good, well, good value. Palace, my race is suggesting, and that will be one I'll be having. I think the risk versus reward is good here. I just don't see how they 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 make you know why Bournemouth are priced so low. I'm I'm not sure either, Peter. I mean, and that's kind of in a way as we always say. What sort of worries me? What what do they know? What, yes, what they see? yeah, yeah. Because when you look at who Bournemouth have beaten this season, they've beaten Burnley, Sheffield United and Newcastle. Now, the Newcastle victory was on home soil and you can make the case that it's Eddie Howe going back. It was a, a Saturday night game. So that has a little bit of extra spice to it than, say, if Eddie Howe wasn't manager of Newcastle. So if you take that game out of the equation, they've only beaten Sheffield United and Burnley, who are poor sides. Recent head-to-heads, Palace have won five of the six meetings of the teams. Last season, they executed a 2-0 league double, home and away. If you look at Palace's stats at home to bottom half finishing sides, 24, 13 and 8. But if you 
narrow that down even further and class Bournemouth as a bottom six finish inside, which I think we probably do, 18, 9 and 3. I, I just can't do it, Pete. I don't know why. Whether it's the fact that I'm looking at their home form this season, Palace, and they've only won once and that was against Fulham, bearing in mind they've, uh, sorry, against Wolves, bearing in mind they've also played Fulham, Forest and Everton on home soil and they've not been able to beat them. I think that's probably just going to stop me from taking them here. But, yeah, yeah, yes, I, I, I think you're right. It, it, it is the it is the recent home form, isn't it? That that's. Well, if that... you can look past that and maybe just think, you know, in your head, there's a rationale behind some of these good results for Bournemouth this season. All the value is with Palace. It's just whether you can stomach the, the recent lack of ability to win on home soil and put your money down. I don't think I can though. Right, next up, we have uh, Fulham versus Forest. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Fulham uh, uh, won last season. Uh, minus half a goal at the uh, line. Uh, when minus half a goal, Fulham's record is 1-2, drawn, 1, lost, naught. Come off a, well, 4-3 defeat away at Liverpool, where they, you know, they were, they're in a good position till the very end. Forest, plus half a goal, 1-0, drawn, 1, lost, 1, come off a 1-0 defeat at home to Everton. Forest, they've lost their last three matches, so things are sort of coming apart from them a little bit. Um, minus half a goal, 292 matches, 144 home, 148. Value Fulham, my race is suggesting. And I, and I don't, I, I, although they've only, I think they, you know, well, Forest have, have lost five of their seven away and very mixed Fulham, one three, drawn three. But I wouldn't have said it's a bad bet, really. Well, I'm just annoyed that I didn't get the minus a quarter where the line... Yeah, that's a nice good price. Yeah, yeah, which, which was silly, really. I don't know why I hesitated. Um, Forrest, since they came back into the Premier League, Pete, 2, 6 and 18 away from home. They failed to score in half of those games. Fulham won both games last season when the sides met. And if you look at Fulham, I mean, I think I, I can't remember who I used to say this about Pete, but they are—they appear to be the new Ron Seal team. Do, do what they say on the tin. They're a, a mid to lower half place team, a four-three and seven record. Pete, this is who Fulham have lost to: Liverpool, Villa, Man United, Spurs, Chelsea, Man City, and Brentford. Yeah, they're good sides. Yeah, that's they, they lose to them. Forest aren't a good side. So, all the value, if you want to bet in this game, is Fulham. Obviously, there's not as much value as there was. Can you trust Fulham? Probably not fully for for big stakes, but it's certainly the side to be on. Sheffield United, our favourite is Sheffield United. Well, <laughs> Can we just relegate them now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like I say, our favourite Sheffield um United at home to Liverpool. The Lions plus two goals. I'd want recent... three and a half, Pete. <laughs> recent... I'd want three and a half. Recent head-to-head. Sheffield United, uh, Liverpool have won both the matches, recent matches. Sheffield United haven't been plus two goals in, in recent years. Coming off a 5-0 defeat away at Burnley. Liverpool have been uh, minus two goals uh, 
twice and they won both matches. Only one, though, they covered the handicap. Uh, they won by three or more. Come off a 4-3 victory at, at, at home to Fulham. Sheffield United lost eight of the last ten, conceding two, at least two goals in 11 of their last 13. Plus two goals, 21 matches, 11 times the home side are covered, five push, six times the away. So obviously a lean into the home. Very small value, the home side, Marais is suggesting. But as you say, would you really, you know... Genuinely, Pete, I'd probably want three and a half before I even considered backing them. I mean, how many will Liverpool score here? Now, historically, Liverpool have dominated. They've won all four meetings of the sides in Premier League action over the last few years. But in none of those games have they actually scored more than twice. Mm. And they've had some arguably better players up top than, than they have for this weekend. But after 14 games... 26 points separate these two sides. And we've just been talking about a Luton. <laughs> Sheffield United have conceded 13 more goals than Luton this season. That, that's yeah. crazy. Now, the one thing I would say here is, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I, I'm, I'm pretty tempted with the over three and a half goals. And the reason I say that is that the match line opened one and three quarters and the goal line opened three and three quarters. So the match lines trended up, but the goal lines trended down. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Liverpool won this 3-1, 4-0. Um, it's definitely the, the side I'm leaning to for the podcast, the over three and a half goals, because it could just be a case of how many will Liverpool score. And even in we've seen in games recently with you know Sheffield United, even when teams take the foot off the gas, they can still score. So yeah, give me the overs. Right, uh, next up, we have a, a very good-looking game. Uh, Aston Villa against Manchester City. Recent head-to-heads, uh, Villa have won north. There's been two draws. City have won three. Plus three quarters of a goal, the handicap here. When plus three quarters of a goal at home, Villa's record is poor. One naught drawn, one lost nine. And indeed, seven of the nine losses were by two or more goals. Come off a two-old draw away at Bournemouth. City, uh, when they're away, minus three quarters. Again, their record's not great, really. Won three, drawn three, lost four. So when they were minus three quarters, they've only won three of their last ten. That's that's poor, really. Got off a three-old draw at, at home Spurs. City, they've drawn their last three. Um, plus a three-quarter, 144 matches, 73 times the away I've covered it, 57 half wins, 65 the home side. So that makes 65 to 101.5, so the minus... Three quarters away from home is quite dominant. My race is just in value, Man City, but I think this could be one hell of a game. And Villa have got a very good record. I mean, won all six of their their home matches. Yeah, and if you stretch it back, Pete, back into last season, they've now won 13 in a row wow. at home. Now, this is going to be the late kickoff on Wednesday night, isn't it? Yeah. Villa Park will be absolutely bouncing for this game. And we, we sometimes forget what a, a difficult place Villa Park can be to go to for an away team. It's a proper traditional old football ground. They'll see this as a free hit, Villa. Nobody in reality is expecting them to win. Yes, they're on an incredible you know, run of home form. But City have won seven of the eight meetings of the sides in recent seasons with one draw. And in seven of those eight games, they've scored more than once. Yes, on both teams, the score was cashed in each of the four meetings at Villa Park. Last season, this fixture ended one apiece. I think this is going to be an incredible game, Pete. 
and I know your trends are, are, are talking about City minus three quarters, but I find it difficult to back against the team who under Unai Emery have gone 15-1-3 and three on home soil. The caveat to that is all three of those defeats have come by two goals against mm. Arsenal, Leicester and Liverpool. So when they do lose under Emery, they lose comfortably. But yeah, going to be a hell of a game, Pete. I mean, I would, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be back in the unders even with the goal line set at three here. No, I'm, no. I'm going to take the over three goals for the podcast. It could end up 5-3 this game. Yeah. It's going to be a cracker. Can't wait for it. Also Wednesday night, uh, Manchester United, uh, Chelsea. Recent head-to-heads, uh, United have been the more dominant. They've won four, there's been four draws, Chelsea not one. Plus a quarter of a goal. I was really, I'm, I'm surprised that Chelsea are favourites for this game, really. Uh, Manchester United, when they're minus, plus a quarter of a goal, sorry. Poor record, though, really. 1-1 one, one drawn, two lost three. Come off a 1-0 defeat away at Newcastle. Chelsea, when they're minus a quarter goal away, not a bad record. 1-5 drawn, two lost three. Come off a 3-2 victory home to Brighton. Three or more goals have been seen in six of Chelsea's last seven. So there's been goals in their games. Plus a quarter of a goal, 332 matches. 100 at home, 95 half win, 137 loss. So that makes uh, 147 and a half plays 137. Very well, good value, Manchester United. And again, I think the sort of you know, there's rumours, isn't there? The, the, there's these rumours that the dressing room is breaking up. I say, but I, I think that's that that's a silly price, to be honest. Yeah, and again, it's one of those venues where you know, for a game like this, the home crowd are going to be right behind them. And I, I've, I've jotted down in my notes here, Pete. This is kind of like one of those YouTube boxing matches. You, you know the names. You know, you all know these. Tommy Paul, not Tommy Paul, I don't, Jake Paul and KSI, yeah. these names. But the talent, when you turn the, the pictures on, don't don't live up to the hype. And I think this is Man United v Chelsea. But in my mind, it, it's not a game for the ages. United are five points ahead of Chelsea here. They've had the better of proceedings in recent years. They've gone 3-7-0 in the 10 meetings of the sides over the last five seasons. Yet they're underdogs on home soil. Under two and a half goals has gone seven and three. Now, at home under Eric Ten Hag, Man United have got a really good record. They're 19, three and four. But three of the last five they've lost against Man City and worryingly against Palace and Brighton. What I'd say here is, I mean, I don't know who keeps setting the goal lines for these semi-standalone games. I know we've got Villa and Man City because in my mind, Pete, this goal line should probably be about two and a quarter, not two and three quarters. And I think there's much being played into the, the goal stats for Chelsea away games. Mm. They, they lost away West Ham on opening day, 3-1. They then drew with Bournemouth, 0-0. They then beat Fulham, 2-0. Then they won 4-1 at Burnley. And we've seen how bad Burnley can defend. And they lost... Sorry, they won 4-1 at Spurs. Well, Spurs were playing with about four men by the end of the game, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they got battered at Newcastle. But but I, I don't see Man United battering anybody. And I don't see them letting themselves be opened up and letting Chelsea create lots of chances. I'm torn between Man United plus a quarter and the under two and three quarter goals, Pete. I think I'm going to take the under two and three quarter goals. I think it could be a very tight, nervy affair, this. 
Next, we move to Thursday. Everton against Newcastle. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Everton had the better. They've won three. There's been two draws. Uh, Newcastle won two. Plus a quarter of a goal here, uh, the, the line. Again, I found this a little bit strange. When plus a quarter of a goal, uh, Everton's record's not too bad. Won three, drawn four, lost three, come off a one-nil victory away at Forest. Uh, good win that for Everton. Newcastle, when they're minus a quarter, good record. One five, drawn three, lost one, come off a one-nil uh, victory at home to Manchester United. Newcastle lost just one of their last ten. Uh, plus a quarter of a goal. Uh, we said this before: three, three, two, hundred home, ninety-five uh, half loss. Uh, sorry, half uh, win, hundred thirty-seven losses. So one four seven and a half plays one three seven. Good value, Newcastle. I mean, when you look at Newcastle's recent form, I know uh, uh, you know they turned it around. They they started fairly poorly, didn't they? But they they're, they're really putting it together now. You know, they're they're beating teams well, mainly at home comfortably. You know, they beat Arsenal, Chelsea, and Manchester United. They did lose at Bournemouth last time away and, and, and drew at Wolves, but but the, the risk reward has to has to be with Newcastle, who are coming into a bit of form. Well, it started at scratch and we I've missed the boat again. Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean Anthony Gordon may have been the match winner at the weekend, but I'm not sure his bad kissing exploits would have gone unnoticed by the Everton faithful. So it'd be interesting to see if he starts and obviously if he comes on or starts, he'll get a hell of a uh, reception from the home fans, shall we say. And I think we know for the rest of the season that points deduction for Everton will ensure at least from the start of the game there's a massive lift from the home crowd. But I, I do sense, Pete, as you quite rightly say, if Newcastle can handle that hot atmosphere, get through maybe the first 15 or 20 minutes when you know Everton are going to throw the kitchen sink at you, I think they'll probably win comfortably. I don't know. I'm not going to put my life savings on it because I think we need to just see how, um, you know, how the Everton faithful, you know, lift their team. It's going to be a long season for them. It's a lot of effort. I've been to games where you get all excited about, you know, the upcoming game and you get really riled up. I'm sure you've been the same at Peterborough. You can't keep doing it week after week. So, I think the early few weeks of this points deduction, Everton fans will be really up for it. And this will be one of the games, especially with Gordon returning back. Longer term, though, I see that rubbing off a little bit. So, yeah, even minus a quarter, Pete, I agree with you. The values were Newcastle. Spurs-West Ham, finally. Um, recent head-to-heads. Uh, Spurs won five. There have been two draws. West Ham won one. Minus three quarters, the handicap here. Interesting stats with the two sides. When minus three quarters, Spurs record reads one seven draw, naught lost three. Four of the seven victories were by two or more goals coming off of that excellent three old draw away at Manchester City. West Ham plus three quarters, one two draw, one lost seven. Five of the seven defeats were by two or more goals coming for one old draw at home to Palace. Slightly disappointing there, West Ham. West Ham, I feel. Uh, Spurs conceded at least two in their last four matches. Minus three quarters, 226, 75 home, 59 uh, half win, 92 losses. So that makes 104 and a half to 92. Value is with Spurs. I, you know, I, I can't, I just, I think, I think they're, they're going to win this game. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if it's comfortably. Me too, Peter. You can back them at nine to 11 outright. I can't really work out in my head what that is. I'm sure you'll be able on there, uh, on Betfair to get a good price. Actually, I'm just bringing it up now. Let's have a quick look. Yeah, it'll be about 1.82, will it? Yeah, 1.84. Yeah, 1.84 you're looking at. Um, The only thing you need to know before going and betting this game, away to top six finishing sides under David Moyes, 
West Ham have gone 1, 2 and 19. In only two of those 22 games have they scored more than once. In the 3-0 win at Leicester, when Leicester weren't even that much of a top six side, if that makes sense. And then a 3-2 loss at Liverpool. They are pathetic under David Moyes away in big games. And yes, it's a, a big, intense London derby. But Spurs will score goals, I sense, in this game because they score goals against anybody at the moment. Yes, they concede them, but we all know what's West Ham's Achilles heel. They struggle to create and take chances. So, yeah, give me them all day here, Pete. Spurs, I'm going to take them out right there at 1.84. Well, I'm going to have three here this this this, this go. Um, I've got to go Palace minus a quarter of a goal at home to Bournemouth. Again, the risk versus reward. Manchester United plus a quarter at home to Chelsea. Again, risk reward. And finally, again, risk reward. Newcastle away at Everton. All for two points. Well, I'm not brave enough, Peter, to take <laughs> two points. I'm losing that. I've, lost. I've done that badly. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's we've we've had a we have not we've had a nightmare, haven't we? To be quite honest. Actually, right. I'm, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust myself here. I'm gonna for one point, I'm gonna take Wolves minus half a goal. Effectively backing them out, right? I'm going to take for one point Man United Chelsea under two and three quarter goals, and then I'm going to do the worst thing possible for two points. I'm taking Spurs outright at home to West Ham. Yeah, that's yeah, the reasonable yeah reasonable bets. I think I think they, I think hopefully this 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 could be. I'm hoping this will be a good. Uh... A good this is uh, the turning point, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the games look look fairly good. I just have to say, obviously, uh, Jimmy hasn't got his pieces up yet. Um, they will be later in the week. Obviously, we'll go over this uh, over the podcast we'll be having on Friday. That'll be released Friday afternoon. The next podcast. Um, I just want to say, trade on sports. The in play trade on sports is going very well at the moment. Johnny's doing his stuff in the room and. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's advised a few late goals in matches. In fact, this weekend, past weekend, has probably been one of the best he's ever had. So so Fantastic. that's good. And yeah, and everything's going well on the free service. You know, go along and, and sign up for that. And, uh, you know, good luck, everybody, over these next few days. And we shall speak to you on Friday. Best of luck, everybody.